0: episode six seven inches to freedom radio let's go i am joe i'm Solamente joe uh if you listened to the last episode you'll know we had two guests and uh this time it's just me baby um it's back to the original formula where it's just me alone with my thoughts with music playing you music talking about music And just playing you stuff that I like. Um, Everyone out there, this is a mixtape for me to you with liner notes. Um, I love when people do that. I love when I've gotten mixes that have, you know, cool packaging. And more importantly, um, you know, some kind of like little blurb about the song or the artist or uh, some experience that the person had while listening to this song. So uh, that's what I'm going to do for you. Um, it's a little bit stressful times right now it's uh, just almost the beginning of August 2021 uh, Delta variant that's kicking I'm down here in Florida and uh, yeah we you know, people down here kind of do what they want and you know they don't really want to be told to use their common sense and you know do what's right so it's a little stressful but there's nothing I can do about that so all I can do is take care of my own shit the dog is walked The dishes are done I got my diffuser going I got some lavender in there to chill out I got some peppermint in there Because peppermint is good for the brain And also, you know what else is good for the brain? This next band Here is Gimmick with the song Grease Trap was false figure with cardinal cross off of a two song seven inch um came out maybe four or five years ago um i don't really know anything else about that band um my buddy nevin who runs ifp records uh he traded for it and brought it over because he thought i'd like it and he was right um it looks really good it's got memorable riffs and uh the dude can croon you know that chorus that comes in you know three or four times just rules um it really gets stuck in my head um, if I had to make a comparison, I'd say it's somewhere on the spectrum between like Criminal Code and Spectres. Maybe it's like a little more punk than Spectres, a little, I don't want to say less punk than Criminal Code, but it's like um, a little, it's a little more raw and lo-fi. Um, yeah. And that bass, man, that bass just, you know, it's cruising along doing its thing and then it just comes out of nowhere and will like take off for like, for like a wild ass joyride um, before jumping back into what they need to play. And um, yeah, it rules. It makes it even more memorable. And before that was the mall with a song called function um this is off an lp called zone that looks awesome and i really to tell you the truth was quite a big surprise um uh i really didn't expect to like it as much as i do um I just bought it thinking, oh, this is going to be a fun kind of like downer, electro-punk kind of project. Um, And it just had a lot more depth than I really thought it would. Um, It comes with a really cool booklet with uh, lyrics to all the songs, and the lyrics are really well thought out. Um, This one in particular deals with um, like family dynamic, and it kind of explores that and how... um, a man's role is within that and also you know a man's function in society and just how fucked up it is um it's not always it doesn't seem like he's talking about it from like an alpha male point of view either um yeah it's just uh it's really cool and um and i recommend it so check it out and up top was gimmick with grease trap Oof, and that band caught me off guard um I was playing something on YouTube and uh, working, so I didn't really, I didn't get to the phone quick enough, and I thought, "Oh, fuck it! I'll let whatever's playing next play." Um, and I took a quick glance at the cover, and um, I thought I knew what I was, you know, in for. It looks kind of like um, a bit too much, like everything else does lately. Um, you know, kind of looks like a like a raw, stompy, D-beat hardcore you know punk record it looked a little generic unfortunately um and it looks great don't get me wrong you know but uh yeah when uh when the music kicked in it was not what i was expecting um it was like the intro comes in and it's like an almost psychedelic downer kind of uh drugged out vibe um that just it blasts in with these fucking drums that are in the red the whole time and these riffs that are some of the best riffs i've heard in a long time and uh yeah man I can't even fuck it I can't even describe it so we're gonna play it Um, this is the first song off that 7 inch this is called Needle Caps
1: A war to be won, your uniform, my your gun, another dead job. Machine, the bomb factory.
0: Alright, Chumbawamba closes out that set of kind of some fucking oddball tunes there. Um, Yeah, that is Chumbawamba. Uh, I've been waiting so long for this record to come out. Um, I had bootlegs of these demos as a kid that I got from Havoc Records and another distro Um, from way back when and I loved them they were so good it was really the only Chumbawamba I liked Um, everything else got too like once I got to LP it was just too like scripted and I don't know this is raw and it's great and it's like uh, yeah man I kind of like it I listen to this more than crass I can't say it's better than crass I can't say uh, I like it more than crass but I listen to it more than crass Um, yeah that rules. Uh, I am so, so excited somebody put that out. I actually toyed with, you know, bootlegging that because I was just like, this is so fucking good, it needs to be out there. But I had such bad quality tapes that there was no way I could actually do it and have it um, sound good or look good. Um, yeah, so uh, if you always wondered what the, you know, anarcho-punk side of Chumbawamba sounded like, that's it. Um, and there's stuff's all over the place. It's... Um, It's raw a little bit, aggressive a little bit Um, It's got quite a bit of theatrics in it Um, Sometimes it's just like beautiful female vocals um, Over like some, you know, kind of piano parts It's just, uh, it's all over the place, it's great Um, Before that was Sensual World Um, That's a newer band from Richmond Um, It's kind of like feel good while feeling bad kind of punk um, I just love it it's so catchy uh, the vocals are a chorus killer um, and they yell uh, they yell get a haircut in the chorus so that's uh, you know listen for that that's always a winner with me when you're talking about getting a haircut or needing a haircut or having a bad haircut um, that is from an LP called Feeling Wild on Stupid Bag Records check it out um, before that was gimmick with uh, that awesome opener I was talking about Um You know, those are the best riffs I've heard from a punk band in a long time, like a capital P punk band. Um, You know, they're all familiar, but they're all really fresh, and uh, I was just, I'm still shitting my pants over it. That was put out by Sorry State in 2020, Um, and it's so damn good. All right, up next, we are going to do a more uh, coherent set with just some nasty ass crust for you. This is Machine. crow with children lost the bright future off of a seven inch on prank records called neurotic organization um that is probably still easily found i'm guessing I don't, it's not still in print but you can I'm sure you could find it for a decent price pick it up immediately uh, that's my favorite crow stuff if i was a uh, wrestler that would be my intro music if i had to um fight a battle for my life that would be what was playing on my headphones as i sprinted forth towards the enemy on a uh, foggy mountaintop or a uh, very steep cliff before that was two bands from Uppsala, Sweden that share a record uh, the first one was Dismachine. Machine man, why don't more D-beat bands drop some out of control blasts into their songs um, that would definitely spice things up and it, to me that is just that's the best combination of beats ever um i just love how crazy they sound i mean the vocalists help to uh you know that song is like only a minute long if that i think it might be you know 56 seconds or something like that and so much is going on the riffs are just so all over the place the drums are fucking out of control and then they just go into some crazy blast i mean it's you don't get any better than that um on the other side of that record is a band called Cumbrage, who we played next. Um, they, uh, I think they share some members, and they were formerly called Cum, which is a little unfortunate. C, period, U, period, M, period, so I'm not really sure what that stands for. Uh, but the, both those bands had members of Times Square Preachers, which is another totally underrated DB ripper. ripper. Um, Times Square Preachers had uh, two 7-inches. One of them is awesome, um, and it's called Don't Be Numb. The other one, eh, not so hot. It was a little earlier. It was called Nazis Rouse, uh, which means Nazis out, I believe. And, um, yeah, you can find Don't Be Numb, and you really should because it rules. Um, the excellent uh, hardcore punk radio show cruel noise uh, just played a Times square preachers track um, an episode or two back and uh, yeah it got me thinking about this record and I also heard some other talk about this record um, someone was like yo this is a dollar bin ripper and uh everybody should know about it and they were right um, I'm always excited when I hear somebody talk about this um, this band in this scene because it just seemed like so much was coming out of this town um, of Uppsala I think that's how you pronounce it uppsala disk machine had a uh, a couple splits. They had a split with Totalitar and nailed down from uh, Down Under, and um, yeah, they just there was a lot going on. Um, and I hope someday somebody uh, compiles a bunch of stuff and from that scene because it was uh, it was vibrant and really kicking for a while. Next, we are going to do a set of kind of all over the place stuff. Um, this first track is by the Butthole Surfers. Here you go. This is Strawberry. sejam o hana que é no Yes, yes, yes. Up top, that was the Butthole Surfers with Strawberry. That was off of Independent Worm Saloon, which is um, came out in the '90s, and uh, that I, I love '90s Butthole Surfers. Um, I think the OG fans kind of tend to scoff at that stuff, um, mainly because it's uh, you know it's more structured and catchy compared to the early stuff. Um, but the, the live shows were just so insane and like uh, organically out there. It's like how could I, I? You know, they just really couldn't keep that up. You know, um, and really, to tell you the truth, I don't I don't want to listen to old butthole surfers. I want to watch live videos of them. um, And I I, I like, you know, I think the music is a perfect soundtrack to that. But I don't want to listen to the old records on their own. Uh, They're annoying. And uh, yeah, just, you know, without that live element or, you know, the visual element of seeing them live it just uh, it doesn't do it for me these songs are catchy and they're weird and they really did a lot to expose me to like weird art and film and animation and um it just really redefined what those things could be um to me uh so it's important it was really important to me i still love that whole album um and all the music videos that came from it uh you know back then music videos you know if they weren't just a band playing live or, you know, like a half naked woman doing something, uh, they were like November rain, you know, which was like a fucking movie. Um, and this was just like, you know, it was, it looked like something that, uh, I mean, I couldn't do because I was, you know, 10 or whatever. And I didn't have the capacity to really make something that cool yet. But uh it was like, all right once you get some ideas like you know you could do this you know these guys don't look like like fucking rock stars or whatever um they just look like weirdos and uh they probably just got a camera and got their friends to do some weird stuff on on film so that really did a lot to open my eyes to what music could be and what it didn't have to be um and uh yeah i'll always be thankful for that before that was dark lion with Forscotti. Um, That was a short-lived band from Pensacola. Um, I don't really know much about them. I never saw them. Um, But they were just one of those bands that it seems like if you were around to to see them, they were everything. They were super intense. Um, As you could hear, it was really blown out, just kind of all over the place. Um, It doesn't sound like they took themselves too seriously, but what they were doing meant a lot to them, if that makes sense. Um, All the lyrics are just... Very, very radical, um, but still relatable. It's not like, you know, they're not reading you an essay. Um, They're just um, singing about shit that needs to change. Um, They were a band that existed for a minute, and it was just perfect. Um, You really can't sustain that kind of uh, thing. And thankfully, um, it was documented. Um, They have one 7-inch that was put out by Vinyl Rights. I'm sure you could find it around uh, the 7-inch has writing from um, people that you know, cared about the band. It's got lyrics. It's got uh, some song explanations and some cool art. Uh, you really should check it out. It was just, um, it was a band for that time and that place, and uh, it rules. I love those bands. Uh, speaking of, this next band was Code Blue from Naples, Florida, with uh, a song called "Fuck No" and a, and a cool little intro um, <laughs> that uh, still makes me laugh. Um, Every band needs or every town needs one of these bands. You know, it's uh it's just like the the go nowhere kind of punk band. Um and uh all these guys were my friends. Um they went through some name changes. They were uh proposition of change for a bit and they played in Fort Myers all the time at uh <clears throat> Higher Learning Records, which was a short lived record store. Uh if you remember that and you're local. Um and then they went through another name change, and I ended up in the band, uh, which that was my first real band. Uh, I had one that played a couple of shows before, but, you know, we did all the stuff bands do. We went out of town. Um, we never toured, but we, uh, we you know, we played around Florida a little bit, mostly in Miami, Sarasota and stuff. And, uh, yeah, I miss those guys. Um i still remember buying this demo off of uh the singer who was selling them in the mall and uh ben was like a uh he was like the typical you know uh shithead punk character that every town has um really funny fun to be around a total shithead you know uh every town has one of these guys um and two of the other guys uh, went to my high school, and they were total dicks to me when I was getting into punk. Uh, but I ended up friends with them. so. And one of them even ended up in my wedding. Um, my wedding party is like a best man or, or uh, groomsman, or whatever you want to call it. Um, but yeah, bands like this are uh, are important, and I'm biased. I mean, I, you know, are they good? I don't know. Code Blue is awesome. <laughs> I don't know if uh, you will like them. But I mean, listening back, it sounds great to me. It just sounds like good punk and it's short you know what I mean so if you don't like it it's over in a minute next up we are gonna play a band that the guitar player from code blue angel absolutely loves Um, this is one of the best punk bands ever civil disobedience All right. Up top, that was Civil Disobedience with Genghis San, which is an instrumental, and Cursed Earth, uh, both off of the Invention Extinction LP. Um, I chose to play songs off the LP because, uh, I mean, the 7-inch, I think, is one of the best punk 7-inches, um, especially in the 90s. Um, it's just totally out there. Um, it You know, it, it's anarcho-punk, but it, it just doesn't. You know toe the line it really does its own thing um from the artwork to the insert to the humor involved um it just they were really their own thing there was no one else doing anything like what they were doing um and you know i played a fucking instrumental track from a punk band on here you know what i mean what punk band can pull off an instrumental track um you know, whenever I hear one on a punk record, I'm like, oh, they just didn't have lyrics for that. But uh, yeah, this is just so good. Um, "Cursed Earth" is awesome too. That the LP is great. It's um, hmm, a little bit darker, I think, than uh, the seven inch. Um, but yeah, it's it, it's great. It's uh, you know, it's kind of trebly. Um, it's it just, like I said, it's something else. There wasn't any bands like them before or since. Um, and I watched a, a live video of them recently. I used to, you know, tape trade some um, live sets with bands that I would never see. And um, I had an old set of theirs from ABC No Rio, I think from 1993. It was like right after the 7-inch came out. Um, and, man, they were so fucking tight and they were so weird. You know, um, listening to Anarcho Punk and being, you know, kind of like a... You know, loving all that kind of stuff. When you'd see the bands play live, a lot of times it was underwhelming. Um, you know, they're just, sometimes it just wasn't that good. I um, know it was a letdown, but uh, it, that is not the fucking case with Civil Disobedience. It's so fucking weird. And they're weird live. They got two singers. Um, you know, it's weird. Um, they have a weird energy to them that really sets them apart. And, um, that set is up on YouTube, so you should go check it out. It's, uh, it's worth it. After that was a much newer band called Fugitive Bubble, uh, with a track called Anymore. That's just weird wild punk. Uh, it's very trebly, much like, uh, Civil Disobedience. Um, and I played it because they, uh, they reminded me of them. Um, they have a couple tapes out. I don't know if they're still together, but, uh, yeah, they rule. Closing out that set was one of my favorites, Bleeding Rectum, uh, with a song called Car Bomb. This song is from a split LP with Fleas and Lice, and um, really, I bought it for the Fleas and Lice side. Um, I'd never heard of Bleeding Rectum before that, um, but I never, ever, ever listened to the Fleas and Lice side. Now the the Bleeding Rectum side just it completely blew me away. Um, and unfortunately, you know, I don't I don't love all their other stuff as much as this, but. Um, yeah just everything about this is kind of perfect to me um the thrashy bits just completely destroy the vocals are perfect the backing vocals are perfect when they come in i love the drumming um and that crunchy kind of like stenchy guitar is playing somber and pretty melodies and it just it just such a cool like um dichotomy of uh you know like pretty and you know kind of somber and morbid um yeah, and they're uh, speaking of that. They are from Northern Ireland, um, so they have a lot of um, not a lot of hope in their lyrics. Uh, it's a lot of you know. There's some stuff about drug abuse and about war uh, that they had to deal with, you know, on a daily basis. Um, and I really think the lyrics fit the music perfectly. Um, they had splits with uh, Man Is the Bastard, and um, I think that's it. I think it was just those two records. And they came out of bands like uh, Pink Turds in Space and Toxic Waste, um, who uh, both of those bands have had discographies released kind of recently. Um, the toxic Waste more so. I think it was in, the, in this past year, somebody came out with, um, I think members of the band actually came out with a Toxic Waste discography, which was released by Active Records before um, as a CD, which was a split with Bleeding Rectum. Um, it was like a double discography and Pink Turds in Space also had a, an LP come out maybe, I don't know, maybe 10 years ago now um, that compiled all their stuff with a bunch of clippings from zines and photos and lyrics and uh, yeah, it's really cool. If you can find that LP um, it came out on Anti-Society um, you should really check it out and like I mentioned um, this Bleeding Rectum song came off of the split with Fleas and Lice and for the longest time I thought this song was called Carcomb. Comb uh, because there's really bad typos on the bleeding rectum side of the record um they must not have had any artwork or anything ready because uh the only thing that's really um that's on their side of the record is just their lyrics typed up in like the standard profane existence font um that they did all, they did all their layouts in so yeah carcomb it's just and that's not even the only one there's a ton of really bad typos on it um yeah so that's kind of funny but uh, back to Fleas and Lice, um, they were one of the first underground punk bands that I heard. Um, my friend, uh, he placed an order with Profin Existence. And uh, back in the day, like before the internet, if, uh, if they didn't have the record that you wanted in stock, they'd issue you a credit slip. And he really didn't know what it was. Uh, he ordered, uh, I think he ordered a Casualties, uh, what's a, that first record, whatever the fuck it's called, For the Punks. Um, he ordered that and it wasn't in such a good seller um, that he got issued a $9 credit slip. And uh, he's like, here, I, I don't really know what this is. Uh, so you can have it. And I'm like, okay, well, you know, it's, it's like your money and you can send it in and get, you know, uh, $9 worth of records. And he goes, oh no, it's fine. He's like, just keep it, you know, and you can use it. So I went through the catalog and I got, um, I got three records. I got, um, Code 13's A Part of America Died Today uh, I got um, Doom uh, The Police Bastard 7 inch and I got Fleas and Lice uh, Split with Ass Rash Which I want to say I remember was it was like a dollar And that's why I got it Because I, I got the, the two records were You know the three 7 inches were $3 each That Fleas and Lice split was one buck And then you had some shipping um, Which is fucking Insane to think about but I sent off the credit slip and two weeks later I had my first punk records ever. And that's what we're going to close out this episode with Um, tracks off of uh, two of those I already played stuff off of the code 13 record um, a couple episodes ago. So we're going to close with fleas and lice and doom and much like how the butthole surfers kind of opened my eyes to a, um, a less attractive, uh you know glossy kind of underground um these records opened my eyes to uh political activism and uh, a community that supported each other and did things themselves um and in in a word punk um this really opened my eyes to punk and showed me what it could be um cuz i when i was getting into punk i lived in a you know uh a smaller city in Florida called Naples uh, that was very conservative. It's the fucking golf course capital of the world. Um, you know the shows that I saw there were mostly youth crew shows or Christian hardcore shows, and I knew that shit was for the birds. Um, yeah, and like I said earlier, that you know the punks weren't too uh, friendly to somebody get just getting into it. Um, You know, so when I when I came across these records, like Fleas and Lice, um, the song we're gonna play is called Up the Punks, you know, it just had um it had positive lyrics, you know, it had positive lyrics with uh you know, it was noisy and snotty enough, but it was it was just catchy enough too. Um, to really kinda draw you draw me in. Um and you know, it was basically saying like, Look, we don't care what you look like, we don't care if you're straight edge, which was a huge fucking scene in Naples, this youth crew straight edge scene, which, you know, the lyrics were so shallow, they, they sang about friendship, but, you know, they all kind of talk shit about each other. Um, and that was, you know, I knew that and I wasn't even like close with any of those guys. Um, and, uh, you know, it was just some of the lyrics in this Fleas and Lice record. I was like, wow, this is what it could be. This is what punk is in other places, you know, and I know that's, you know, very, very, uh, rosy-eyed and unrealistic to think of it that way but um you know i saw i saw people working together um and that really really was exactly what i wanted and was looking for um and with uh with doom with the doom record that was it was like a grittiness that i'd never seen before um i mean that record sounds pretty fucking bad you know um that kind of hit me the same as um as the minor threat record hit me um i that was another one of my first you know formative uh, cds i got um the minor threat discography and filler comes on and filler i mean still to this day gives me goosebumps when i hear it um but i didn't understand it at first i was like why does this sound like this how can this be powerful and sound so bad i mean because if you if you listen go back and listen to filler uh or you go back to and listen to the police bastard by doom and you come from like you know metal or just like you know regular rock these records sound like shit um they're thin they're noisy you know it's you can hear everything but I, i just didn't get it i didn't understand why it sounded like that it was just foreign to me how they sounded how they looked um you know, everything was in black and white on the punk records. Um, it wasn't a full color glossy, you know, whatever and a 24 track studio recording. I, I just didn't, it was, it opened up a whole new thing to me where like kind of showed me like, um, you know, that stuff doesn't matter. Um, and with doom with the, the song we're going to play from them, it's called means to an end. Um, I mean, it's basically spoken word over like up grinding punk song. It's, uh, you know it ends with the chorus let's all be friends and i was like how can this music that seems so threatening and seems so you know it's so fucking gritty and disgusting and heavy but it has this like uplifting you know message to it i wanted, you know i wanted to tell everybody i remember like telling my parents my mom being like mom look you know can you believe this like look at this record you know this drawing of this drunk punk and this you know police riot and then it's got this on it you know it's I was like I just it blew my mind and um, and it was just everything that heavy music and metal was not um, it was honest it was humble it wasn't saying like I'm not afraid of anything and you know death. it wasn't singing about bullshit you didn't do like kill people or you know whatever it just uh, it was just fucking perfect Um, And I love it. I still love it.
1: i want won, united, and all
0: If you have any comments, questions, uh, requests, anything, please email me at sitfzine at gmail.com. Until next time, thanks for listening.
1: Bye.